Now, back here on the Backup Channel, thank you again so much for joining us from the first channel where we talked about all the latest social political updates. Now we're going to just jump into the economic numbers. And I mean, we, we talked about this yesterday, Tim. Uh, it doesn't look good. We even went as far, other people went as far even as to say what we've been saying is that this could be like the Great Depression, but worse. Uh, and if you remember the Great Depression, it wasn't just triggered by a stock market crash. There was a lot of other things, including massive unemployment. And that looks like it's coming to the United States with this latest CNBC article saying the upcoming job losses will be unlike anything the U U.S. has ever seen. All of this as bars, restaurants, stores are closing up and life like it was before, like it was normal, doesn't seem very close to being back anytime soon. Tim, what do you make of these latest job numbers and how do you think they'll affect the economy? Yeah, first I want to get into the article because this is a uh, you know, pretty pretty damning article in here. It's the upcoming job losses will be unlike anything the U.S. has seen before. The corona crisis is likely to result in layoffs on a scale the U.S. hasn't seen before. Economists expect April to be the first month when the damage really starts to show up because a lot of the stuff there uh, is, is lagging. So forecasts for that month range from 500,000 to 5 million. So you know, quite the, uh, quite the estimate over there. The worst month during the financial crisis saw non-farm payrolls decrease by 800,000. So we're talking, you know, going from 800,000 at the worst of it during the financial crisis all the way to 5 million potentially. So just absolutely devastating numbers. And, you know, as we go down here, the upcoming weekly jobless claims will shatter the standards set even during the worst points of the financial crisis. So much winning. We're going to be getting sick of winning. It's going to be huge. And the early 1980s recession with the Bank of America forecasting a total of 3 million when the number is released Thursday. Those figures are expected to be so bad, in fact, that the Trump administration, according to several media reports, has asked state officials to delay releasing the precise accounts. While the headline unemployment rate is highly unlikely to approach the 24.9% during the Great Depression, it very well could be the highest in almost 40 years. Something unthinkable for a jobs market that had been on fire as recently as February. Job losses will be counted not in the thousands or even hundreds of thousands, but rather in the millions. Although it's uncertain whether the total count from this recession ends up breaking previous records, it's a good bet that April's number will outpace by a large margin any single month in U.S. history for a drop in non-farm payrolls. Five million is in April in April alone, I must say April Fools, the worst month for job losses during the financial crisis of 800,000 in March 2009. Some forecasts see April going from 500,000. Okay, yeah, so, so this is just an absolute bloodbath going on. Now, they don't count the numbers the same way that they used to count them. So when they say that the numbers might not approach the 24.9% during uh, the Great Depression, we have to understand is that during the, you know, first off, you only had about most women weren't even working during, uh, you know, back back then and probably until about the 50s or 60s. And so with when it comes to having these numbers being apples to apples, there's a lot of things that people need to consider. Uh, one of the things they consider now is let's say you've got a job as an Uber driver, or a job as a Lyft driver, another one doing, uh, you know, you're also a waiter or a waitress. So they might actually count that as, as two jobs because let's say you don't have your waiter and waitress job anymore because of what's going on, but you're still driving for Uber and you're driving for Lyft. They'll count that as two jobs as opposed to having one. Or let's say you used to make $100,000 a year as, a, as an engineer and now you're making $30,000, you know, 
you know, struggling piecing together three different jobs. Well, now they'll count that as three jobs to the economy versus one. So you're way worse off. But, the, but then the president gets to pound their chest and talk about how great things are. Uh, during my Anarchapoco presentation, I actually had 19 different quotes from Donald Trump going all the way back from 2012. Most of them were from 2015 and 16. My favorite one, I don't have it pulled up now, but it was something along the lines of the unemployment number is the most fake and phony number that's ever been invented. And it's only been invented by, it was only invented to make presidents and politicians look good. And so that was a direct quote from Donald Trump. And I was loving all the stuff that he was saying in 2015 and 2016. I was you know, almost wondering if he had read my book and I was just like, wow, this is, this is great. And then to see him still tout these exact same lies once he got into office and try to uh, keep this bubble going, which for me was the, the worst thing he could have possibly done. And, you know, there's a reason why the very first podcast I ever made warned about trying to keep this bubble going because I wanted Donald Trump to get in there to pick up the pieces, not to try to keep this fake, big, phony bubble going, which even in uh, June of 2016, he calls it a big, fat, ugly bubble. And now that it's, oh, it's his big, fat, ugly bubble and all these fake numbers that he was calling were fake. Now that they're his good fake numbers, now he gets to take a victory lap on this. And actually, very fitting that one year ago today on my Facebook feed, this came up as a memory, and it says, for any libertarian that pays attention to the Fed, the past three months has been unbelievable. Well, now, I mean, that, that unbelievable makes it sound like it's, you know, that's like child's play compared to what's going on just the past, uh, past two weeks here. Uh, it's been unbelievable on so many different levels. Watching Trump supporters tout the stock market while being oblivious to how the Fed is gaming things is absolutely maddening. Thank you, oblivious Trump supporters. You will be responsible for the socialists winning in 2020. Well, I guess now it's not. It's going to be you know uh, Biden. The worst thing Trump could have done was to delay the day of reckoning, so that way his dumb butt and capitalism get the blame. It's amazing. Almost nobody can, can see this. And for me, I'm not. I'm not hoping anything bad. I'm not wishing bad things like the president. I'm not, I'm not um, you know, I forgot who's got Bill Maher. I'm not hoping for bad stuff. I wanted him to succeed. I wanted him to have this winning, but the winning does not mean having a high stock market. Taking a bunch of steroids to get stronger in the interim is not the way to do it. And so this was a complete game rigged economy. And yeah. instead of having a real economy, what they did is they allowed companies to repatriate their, their funds. Most of the tax breaks went to them. And I, I'm, I'm for the tax breaks, but the, there was an initial tax package that they proposed. And then the one that we ended up getting was nowhere near as good. That one, The initial one was mainly for the middle class. The one that we got was mainly for the S&P 500. It allowed those companies to repatriate their money, allowed them to buy buy debt at, at next to zero levels. Then they got to, then they took the, the debt that they had, used that to then buy back their own stock. And now those airlines, for instance, some of the, I mean, I forgot the one we mentioned yesterday, maybe it was United Airlines or American Airlines, used more than 100% of their cash flow to buy up their own stock. American now, Airlines. Yeah, so they spent 60, some of these companies spent like $60 billion trying to buy back their own stock. And now they're requesting ballots of $60 billion. And meanwhile, the CEOs got paid tons of money. It's just absolutely maddening, Luke. And it's got to, yeah. makes me mad. I'm sure it makes you mad. I'm sure it makes a lot of other people. Watch yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it made me agree with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I never agree with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But if there's one realization is that the, the game is rigged. It's rigged against you. I mean, why should people's retirement be in stocks i mean this is absolutely insane another crazy thing i mean you know we're living in strange times and i personally agree with alexandria ocasio cortez which i don't agree with her on anything else but it's also strange when alexandria ocasio cortez and inhal omar are agreeing with tucker carlson and his coverage of the u.s senators that of course got insider information about how bad this was and instead of preparing instead of 
you know, setting things aside, making sure that we're able to handle this crisis coming ahead well to, to make sure that not enough people are hurt. Well, what did they do? Well, they decided to sell off their stocks. They even bragged about it publicly, which is absolutely just disgusting uh, with them talking about, you know, this could be like the Spanish flu, uh, but even possibly worse, especially with how fast people get it from uh, not other only, individuals. Not who only did they sell something. stock, they then used that inside information to buy stocks like Citrix, and that was Kelly Loeffler, which I didn't realize that she was uh, connected to the, the blockchain industry. And so, I mean, who knows? So we also yeah. have uh, Cory Booker came out uh, yesterday and said senators shouldn't own individual stocks. And so, I mean, I don't know exactly how I, how I feel on that one. And if we just, you know, take a look here, this is just a random article I just threw up here, but there's just too much inside information down here, said Senator Booker said on uh, Yahoo Finance's roundtable. No senator should own individual stocks. I am fully against that. If you want to be somebody who's playing in the stock market, don't run for the United States Senate. Don't run for Congress. And, you know, I somewhat do agree with that. I mean, I, I think that we should be getting the best and brightest there. Obviously, we're not. We're getting the most corrupt. But if you were to own an index fund as opposed to owning an individual stock, I think there'd be a whole lot less uh, corruption. Now, there's probably I'm still sure there's still things you could do with that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but, but we're getting the most sociopathic. I mean, there's even secret reportings exposing the chairman of this intelligence community telling his donors three weeks ago, three weeks ago, hey, you guys want to take your money out of the stock market? People's retirements, people's livelihoods, they didn't have that luck. Again, I've been telling people, uh, you know, Bitcoin's a wild ride. You put any money that you want to lose in there. But the, the biggest con game, the biggest Ponzi scheme out there is, is the stock exchange, especially with just uh, the, the bubble, the manipulation, just, just the absolute lunacy of it. And now it's bearing the fruits of its labor. And guess what? It's rotten. It's disgusting. It's, it's been uh, sold to us as, as this great thing that's going to lift us up into prosperity. But at the same time, well, it well, was always and, something that was going to slap you. And um, sorry, go ahead, Tim. Well, in order for the market to uh, people to lose money, other people had to make money. So there were people like the, the senators who sold stock to the other, you know, lemmings or sheep coming in. And so, yeah, a lot of people right now are wrecked. You know, I, I'm, one of the reasons why I started, you know, trying to promote myself a little bit is I wanted to be able to try to save as many people as possible. So, uh, you know, shameless promotion, but my, I had a guy text me today and he goes, I just looked at my account and it's, and what's going on. It's not bad. And I'm like, well, Mike, well, thank you, but no, that, that you could give me, but you know, it's, there are ways to place, but the problem is people get so greedy and they get so wrapped up. I know people who were in cash for seven or eight years, and then they were gigantic Trump supporters and they're like, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. It's a, it's a new day for America. We're going into the market. And I'm trying to tell these people, like, listen, if you were, uh, you know, first off, people should have a plan. They should need to know how much money they need to earn. They should need to know how much money they need to save, where to deploy those funds, and then, you know, do so in a responsible manner. And so there are ways to be in, I mean, I, if you don't know what you're doing in the market, which I think even most financial advisors don't, uh, you know, I was able to hedge this risk and, and have put options that went up. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not bad for everybody. And it's, you know, this actually could be good long-term, but it's, it is going to be bad for a lot of people. And I feel very sorry uh, that a lot of people got caught up in this. And, and you have the president, Josh Segerson and I did a video literally the day of the all-time stock market high 
calling the, the and what was going on this got very little press this the president was trying to incentivize people to buy stock at the all-time high by having special tax breaks outside of 401ks outside of iras to then you know have these special incentives at the very top we even said this is crazy this is yeah. you know this is like ringing the bell at the, at, at, the, at the worst time possible trying to suck people in trying to keep this whole thing going because they know uh, and I was talking about this during the Obama years uh, that the president, if the incumbent party, I think the stat was there's an 86% chance the, in, the uh, incumbent party will win if the market is positive the two months prior to the election. Well, guess what? That's out the window. That's gone. And that's part of the reason why I made that Facebook post. Of, I thought they were going to yank it from him. I, though, I did not see this whole coronavirus thing coming. And that's about the biggest pain yeah. you could possibly have to pop this gigantic bubble loop. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. And again, promoting buy high, sell low, which is the absolute worst thing that you want to do, especially in this market. We've been telling you from the very onset of this, we've been telling you also late January, February, economic ramifications will be big. And now finally, the Atlantic just released an article. This is not a recession. It's an ice age. The New York Times, coronavirus recession looms. It's course unrecognizable. I mean, uh, now all the news organizations are talking about it. They were just talking about how great and amazing the economy is. No, the economy was filled with holes in the huge bubble that was barely, barely sustaining itself. Uh, it was already hissing and filled with a lot of not like incredibly bad, 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 bad decisions, unwise, very risky uh, behaviors that, of course, uh, saw a lot of people profit off of it and everyone else gets screwed. And now the real screwing is underhand and it looks like it will well, only get of, worse here. Speaking yeah. of risky behavior, we have these hedge funds that are getting bailed out by, uh, you know, let me pull up on screen over here. We have confirmed Fed bailed out hedge funds facing basis trade disaster. One increasingly popular hedge fund strategy involves buying U.S. treasuries while selling the equivalent derivatives contracts, such as interest rate futures and pocketing the arbitrage or difference in price between the two. While on its own trade, this is not very profitable given the close relationship in price between the two sides of the trade, but as long-term capital management knows all too well, that's what leverage is for. Lots and lots and lots of leverage. We also said that hedge funds such as Millennium, Citadel, which Citadel is actually where Ben Bernanke works, which I call Osama Ben Bernanke, and Point72, are not only active in the repo market, they are also active in the heavily leveraged multi-strategy funds in the world, taking something like 20 to 30 billion in, in net assets under management and levering it up to 200 billion. They achieve this through leverage using repos. Now, the reason that this is so important is that there is, and I did talk about this yesterday, there is something called interest rate risk. So what interest rate risk means is, let's say you have a 10 year duration bond and uh, rates go up 1%. So when rates, so rates risk a teeter tower. So rates go up 1%, the underlying value of the bond would go down by 10. You have a 30 year bond, rates go up 1%, the underlying value would go down by 30. And so we saw wild, wild swings last week. Now imagine if you're, if you're using 50 times leverage. So now instead of going up 1%, or, or you, sorry, instead of you losing 10%, you know, basically you get wiped out. And so these hedge funds were absolutely reckless. And, you know, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be so fitting? I mean, I would, I would absolutely die laughing if Citadel ends up going out of business because that's where Ben Bernanke works. And that would just be so fitting if the former Fed chairs uh, firm ends up going out of business. And you know what? It's all a bunch of head funds guys and people, you know, with a bunch of yachts and stuff. So I wouldn't really feel too bad for them. But, you know, as we keep going on, continuing in this article, uh, it goes on to say the hedge funds use borrowed money from the repurchase market for the popular basis trade, which exploit price differences between cash, treasuries, and futures. 
Though individual firms borrowing is a closely guarded metric, people familiar with the transaction said some of them levered up as many 50 times their own wagers. Leveraged funds exposed to this basis trade could be as much as $650 billion, JP Morgan Chase and co-strategists said. The catalyst for last week's apocalypse was the, it's funny because that's exactly what I was calling it, was the historic surge in treasuries that saw the 10-year drop as low as 0.31% and the 30-year drop below 1%. As investors scrambled into treasuries, hedge funds got hammered again, and the result was a difficulty in completing the trades, which, as Bloomberg correctly writes, was a contributing factor to the Federal Reserve's decision to pledge $5 trillion to keep the markets running, running smoothly. I am too big to fail is back, and this time it's not the bank's is to leverage financial institutions. So, that, so interest rate risk is only one of the risks that are out there. There's actually about seven main retirement risks. Uh, so you've got, uh, you know, some of this rattling these off the top of my head. You've got uh, interest rate risk I just mentioned, inflation risk, deflation risk, sequence of return risk, which uh, to me is actually one of the most important ones where it's not the average return. So some guys like, oh, I average 10%. Well, who cares if year one, you're down 40% like we're at right now. Uh, so then we've got market risk. That's you know, the, the market going down. The biggest risk of all is actually living too long. So, I mean, the longer you live, then the greater the chance it is of your funds running out. And then uh, I think there's one more that I forgot. But one thing you guys can do is I gave that presentation last year at Anarchapoco, uh, not, this, not this previous year, but the year before. It was called Crisis Retiring. And if you guys want to text 71441, and the, in the, that's the number you're, you're texting, in the body, just type in TDV, like, like Jeff Berwick's The Dollar Vigilante, because that's where I was speaking it at. So you'll get that and my book on how it's rigged. It's all free. Uh, dynamite information. If anyone would have, would have listened to that a year and a half ago, they'd be sitting pretty during this, because it was trying to take all these different factors that can happen. Because a lot of us are good with one or two of these things happening. Like, we're good if, okay, how do we protect ourselves against inflation? How do we protect ourselves against a market crash? So people are good by saying, okay, well, we know we can get in gold or silver and Bitcoin, or we know that we can have it keeping cash, but there's so many things that could go on here. And, uh, you know, that's really what I'm an absolute expert in is in this exact, in this exact area. And there's a reason why I made that presentation because I, I made it a year early. Okay. I made it 13 months early. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's all that information is evergreen stuff that you can still listen to uh, today. It would still be valuable. Not, and it's, it's free. So, I mean, I'm not giving a commercial for anything over here. And now the other thing I want to point out is, you know, take a look at Drudge Report right now. We've got uh, the National Institute of Health up to 70,000 cases next week. 20% of the population now on lockdown. And then uh, we've got the economy deteriorating fast. So it just pains me to see that, you know, so many people got wrapped up in this fake phony economy that Trump was calling a fake phony economy. And, you know, and that's why I jumped off the Trump train right in the beginning, because I could see by him picking Jerome Powell that this was going to be business as usual. And now this is exactly what we're seeing. You got, you got Ben Bernanke calling up his fr friends at the Fed, asking to get a bailout. So then that way, you know, his guys over at Citadel don't lose all of their shirts. And so it's just a disgusting thing to see that when the little people, when we get screwed, when we lose our jobs, when we have things that we sometimes we lose our jobs because of government incompetence and, um, and and then we don't get a bailout but then these guys who are you know sitting fat and make tons of money they're the ones getting bailouts and it really pisses me off and uh, I guess I'll go back to Luke before uh, yeah I mean Trump's doing the little you know uh, temporary little uh, UBI but again that's that's nothing compared to what the real crooks that have engineered, that have been reckless, that are getting Republican away with UBI. It's Republican communism, so it's yeah, good. Yeah, Republican, yeah, yeah, socialism, communism happening here. Uh, and again, the the amount of suffering is just unimaginable. People not being able to work, people not being able to, of course, uh, afford basic necessities, afford food. I mean, this is this is a storm coming. Um, that's going to be far, far worse than I think a lot of people expect. I mean, a lot of people think it's going to 
you know, get better. It doesn't look like it. There is some silver lining, especially with uh, this latest malaria drug that everyone keeps talking about that many doctors see as a potential treatment. Already some hospitals in New York City have started using it with promising results. Uh, and this is something that Donald Trump promises uh, will be available uh, and will be uh, uh, made immediately available to everyone who's treated for this. Now, again, the FDA is coming out and saying, well, we're going to need months and months of research to do this. Donald Trump is saying now we're going to see who wins that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, we can only keep our fingers crossed and hope things get better from here. For, for, for right now, sadly, all signs and indications don't look like it. But this is why we're here. Uh, we get screwed by YouTube for talking about the coronavirus. That's why, you know, your support, subscribing, sharing this video, your donations are more important than ever to keep this independent media organization up and running. But the people yeah, that are we, still- we want, to grow in the, we want to grow in the face of all this. We want to be able yeah. to hire video editors. We've got people who are helping us out right now. And, and, you know, and we would like to be doing more of this because people are like, well, how come we're not covering this? And how come we're not covering that? Well, I have yeah. a full-time job. And so, and, and this is just in addition to what we're doing because I'm addicted to this, you're addicted to this, but we want to be able to grow this. And so, I, so, you don't, so it's all about your mindset. So if you have the mindset Set of a winner's mindset that you can take this as an opportunity and my the first slide of that of that speech called crisis retiring was the chinese symbol for crisis which is also the chinese symbol for opportunity these are some of the best opportunities not only in uh you know i mean some of the biggest companies come out of these types of areas and so it's all about your mindset how you treat this if you're one of the ones who've lost your job and i'm you know i am incredibly you know sorry for you and i've had i've had to go through that myself and uh you know, and, I, and I, it, do, it does pain me, but you know, this doesn't have to be, it, it, life is what you make of it. So if you have a good attitude about it and you think that, you know, there, there is going to be opportunities out of this. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, the government's, you know, not letting any of these opportunities go to waste too, but you as individuals out there can, you know, you know, make a lemonade out of lemons over here. Yeah. And it starts with you informing yourself and actually knowing what's going on because what you're hearing from the establishment, you know, mainstream media sources, uh, usually isn't 100% accurate. Uh, so again, this is why more independent media is needed more than ever. And this is also why YouTube is screwing us more than ever. So sincerely, thank you for joining us and watching all the way up until this point. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And this is why I love you guys. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News Channel. And we are Change.